heard me, Daddy. <laughs> it's staying in there. My name is Nelson, <laughs> and uh, and with me as I'm not always even interrupt then. are my <laughs> with me as always are my two my two two of my friends. <laughs> I can't even. I'm all I'm thinking about is the last time I did this, and you guys were like, "Chris is going to be really upset at you, man." Uh, so with me tonight are two of my three friends, Schnell and Teej. Uh We will we will have that third friend uh, hopefully join us um, back on the podcast, get some thoughts from him. Um, on time spiral remastered uh next week since he couldn't uh couldn't be with us tonight but that's what we're gonna focus this week's episode on uh time spiral remastered releases this week um we decided that uh nelson what's the set called time spiral remastered oh it it was sounding like you were saying remastered (laughs) time spiral remastered remastered time spiral remastered um yeah, so that releases this week, and we decided, uh, kind of like what we did with uh, Kaldheim, Commander Legends, uh, to have a little sealed competition between the four of us. So uh, you'll have to check for that on our YouTube channel. Um, and tonight, yeah, we're talking we're talking Time Spiral, and uh, I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised with how fun this set was to play, what's in it. Uh, but before we get into our thoughts on the set itself, what have you guys been up to lately? Schnell, let's start with you this week. Uh, I hosted a fully masked eight-man draft of Kaldheim at my place, and this was the first opportunity that I've had to actually draft Kaldheim, because I don't play on Arena, because I'm either a bad person or better than all of you. I don't know. I haven't decided on that one. Um, I ended up taking second. I ran, uh, Is It Giants? And I did that based on pack one, pick one was the uh, the saga that the first thing it does is deal four damage to each non-giant. And I went, ooh, board wipe and sealed. Yes, yes. Um, Cinder Heart Giant being a 7-6 trampler for, I think, seven, but it has trample. That thing won me like every game it showed up because when it dies, it deals seven damage at random to a creature your opponent controls. So when they finally kill it, if they have anything left, they don't. And that's a single creature. <laughs> I had I had one and a foil, and I had a game against Chris that he was all proud of himself. He finally took it out, and it cost all his creatures. And then my next turn, I just played my foil one, and he went, well, fuck this game. <laughs> um, but no, I, I took second in that draft. I lost to uh, green-black, just lots of little... Like death touchy and annoying crap that uh, he managed to hit me with a well timed discard effect and got rid of my last two cards in hand, which would have helped me stabilize. So uh, it was a really fun set to draft. I hope I can draft more of it because I have several boxes of it still sitting in my house. And now more and more people are getting vaccinated and showing up and doing stuff. So that's fun. And I would like to do more of that. Uh, we also ended that night with a six-person uh, draft, or not draft, uh, EDH game, which, honestly, I should have capitalized on the opportunity of in-person IRL EDH and played Thada, but instead I played Blim, and holy shit, does Blim p- piss people off. <laughs> um, I gave away, uh, well, I cast uh, Zancha early on and gave that away, and every single turn, the person I gave it to went, okay, I'm going to attack Schnell with this. And like, I'm like, you can't. It says it on the card. And they're, god damn it, every time. And I went, cool, I'm going to attack the person next to you. Now discard a card and take another point of damage. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> um, I only had, I think I only had five permanents, though, divvied up amongst the, uh, the other five players before somebody went infinite with a... Um, uh, that blue black zombie that gets the effect of uh, the abilities of creatures and graveyards out of shadows. You know, the, the only one. thing I can think of right now is the mimeoplasm, you know and that's one. not at all what you're talking about. No, either way, somebody comboed off and won. So I'm like, ah, I should have, I should have played something a little bit more powerful and more able to deal with things versus just letting six people like beat up on each other before somebody goes. Uh, I went infinite. Can anyone stop me? Well, that's not fun. Those are the best games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know who did that recently. <laughs> okay, you did it like turn four. Which, <laughs> and to yeah. be fair, 
<laughs> we all could have stopped it. Yeah. Well, mainly just Chris, but we all should have paid attention. We we all saw it coming when you cast an enchantment on your playmat. <laughs> on an aura. <laughs> yeah. When I enchanted my, Enchant my playmat with an aura. Playmat. <laughs> what? I can't just put this down and then use its effects from wherever? Just like, Shit. God, I don't know where I was. <laughs> you got giddy, you got excited, and you, yep. you forgot how magic works. Yep, exactly. Because I was like, holy shit, I started the game with literally two of the three pieces I need, and I drew on my second draw of the game the third piece. <laughs> so I couldn't wait to put it together. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Zach Zara. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I managed to draft. I managed to uh, actually cut somebody's deck in real life for the first time in like eight months. <laughs> How did that feel? Oh, it was weird. Paper cuts everywhere. Just bleeding all over. <laughs> I forgot how to do it. I don't know. Just slicing into my arms. Like, what? <laughs> this never happens when I'm playing in the comfort of my office at home. <laughs> I would have used scissors. <laughs> Fair enough. Tej, what have yes. you been up to magically since last we spuck? Oh, since last we spuck. Okay. <laughs> um... Well, uh, I have been uh, making some upgrades to most of my decks uh, from Kaldheim and, and other things, and uh, that's been a blast. Um, I just finished uh, updating my Niv-Mizzet deck. Uh, that got a pretty big overhaul. I think like 13 new cards are in Niv-Mizzet. Nice. Um, uh, just, just in general, I don't... Think anything from Call? No, yeah, I got a, a, a Bergy, the storytelling god, is in there. Um, I feel like she'll do some some work with all the wheelie spells I'm casting. Um, but the big project I've decided to take on is organizing all the shit I have in my house. Uh, <laughs> so I've got every single card um, in boxes or binders right now that I own except for a teeny tiny box over here that has uh, leftover stuff from when I was building uh, my Mutate Plus One Plus One Counter deck. Um, I also bought a new binder, and I'm changing up my organization style uh, and transferring all of my rares into this new binder, but I'm going to need to get a second binder because uh, these pages are filling up fast. Um, but it feels nice to have, like, Every card is now in a box, so I don't have to search like as frantically for things that I that I need. Um, I know roughly where everything is. They're not organized in the box at all, but it's a lot less work digging through. Everything was just in this tote, and some cards were in a shoe box, and some cards were in a random deck box, uh, <laughs> uh, and some cards are just sitting on the bottom of this tote with stuff piled up on them. And it's like, uh, I know that this one card is in one of these three boxes. Yeah. And of course, it's always going to be in the third box, regardless <laughs> of which box I grab. Uh, Chris uh, Chris messaged me today asking for a specific card, and I walked to that box and went to the exact spot where it was supposed to be, and I found it, and I audibly thanked past Schnell for all his hard work. And then just sighed and looked at the stack of uh, 10 3200 count boxes I have on a little rolly cart that need to be sorted yet. And that's just what's inside this room. So I, I feel your pain. <laughs> but holy uh, shit, sorted cards are so great. Yes, it's not a pain yet. Um, I just know it's going to take a lot of work uh, and a lot of binder pages. Um, but it's a fun little project. Um, so, uh, but that's just me. I'm weird like that. Uh, but yeah, that, and then our time spiral stuff. Um, so yeah, I was just about to say, let's get into it. But then I realized we haven't heard from Nelson yet. <laughs> yeah, we should include him. So he is Nelson, technically, I think, the host of this show. Uh, yeah. N well, now I know that, um, you know, with all of the, uh, public health information over the last week and how it sounds like we'll be able to get together safely uh sooner than anybody Ooh. thought i need to clean up my fucking basement because we we bought this house in august and uh right now my my magic collection is everywhere uh because i'm trying to organize and re-inventory and figure out how i'm going to uh, keep my stuff so usually what well what i've been doing for a long time was um 
you know, usually I'd buy a box or two of a set and then uh, crack it all and then put it in its own binder. So each set had its own binder for a while. Um, then I got away from that, and now it's just a, a total nightmare. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do going forward. Um, you know. I was very particular where it was organized by by color and alphabetically, obviously, but then uh, only two copies of each card were in the binder, and then everything else went in a storage box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so then it it's fine until you pulled. You know, you've got a card that you're going to use in multiple decks, and then you pull it out. And now there's a space in the binder, and you got to figure out what fits there alphabetically and what you're. That's missing. why I've shifted away from binders for most of my card storage purposes. Penny penny yeah. sleeves in like thirty two hundred count boxes or three thousand count boxes are my favorite. But Smart. penny sleeving penny sleeving in there so that they're in plastic, they're in they're grouped, but then they're not gonna they're not gonna leave ga- uh, gaping holes and stuff. That's what I need to do is is penny sleeving. That's a really smart idea. Um, yeah, so yeah. I anyway, I've got that project going because I want to clean up my basement uh, so that once uh, we've all got that Fauci juice in our arms, um, <laughs> I'm, you guys, I'm one shot in already. By the way, I know you're you're halfway there. Uh, once we get uh, once we get that that sweet sweet Fauci juice in our arms, then you know we can <laughs> finally like play. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we can. <laughs> we can uh, we you said get, it twice uh, in real life, and it was way worse than when you typed it in a group chat like three days ago. I'll, I'll, and I just again. went Nelson. Ah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, because we have we have Schnell's cube to play. We have the cube that I had built for us like a year ago to play, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I've been dying to get into. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, um, I'm actually back into arena. Um, have not been playing standard. Uh, don't have any standard decks built right now. The last one I had was my mono blue mill. Um, but I don't think there's anything past Throne of Eldraine, so it might actually still be legal. Um, I'd have to double check, though. There might be one or two that was previous Eldraine. Anyway, um, I've been playing Historic Elves, and it is a blast because there are some cool uh, elf cards, like uh, Elvish Archdruid. Um, Clan Caller's okay, R- but... Remind, remind people who don't know the restrictions on historic uh yeah so historic is it has its own ban list but it's anything that has uh, made its way onto arena uh from regular set releases or any of the i believe they just dropped historic anthology number four so you can find i I i'm hoping that this is the ladder to getting some sort of limited commander uh into arena just because they just put like uh i think sort of body and mind in the game and phyrexian arena was put in recently and so there's there's some commander staples that are coming in um and i really hope that they keep doing that because uh, brawl's okay um but it's not commander and even if it was a limited commander format i would absolutely love to do that um you know they could do pauper commander or artisan commander if they want to call it that since that's what they call um well they have pauper and artisan artisan is just pauper with uncommons but uh you know um I, I wish that you had the option to play historic brawl all the time uh, but you can't uh so that sucks because i have a really fun uh slime foot historic brawl deck that i built that i've actually um only ever been able to play test because i've never actually been on when they've actually had a historic brawl queue which is a bummer um but yeah, so it, it's interesting to be back into arena, especially a format like historic. But it is an absolute blast. Uh, if you have if you have wild cards um, to spare, and you want to you want to you know a relatively cheap deck to build, if you will, um, as far as arena currency goes, um, mono green elves, and then jumpstart got released there too. So I've got two crater hoof behemoths in there as well for uh, um, wind cons, and it's a blast. Um, other than that. What have I done? What have I done? Uh, put together a really fun deck that we um, that I play tested when we played last week. Uh, I built a Quende um, Pride of Faramef, uh EDH deck, and it has a lot of because of so Quende gives creatures with first strike double strike. Um, so obviously there's a lot of first strikers uh, or like Odric Lunark Marshall who gives um, almost any keyword ability. Um, that one creature has all your creatures get it um and i put a bunch of the swords well every sword that's been printed um legally 
the the main swords, sort of, you know, <laughs> A and B. Have I guess. illegally printed swords. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does well, that mean? I mean? Like, sort of Everything Dungeons and Dragons. Printed legally. I guess. Okay, sorry. Legally was a poor choice of words. <laughs> Everything black bordered. There's no like sword of Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that okay. in there. Uh, um, sort of. Is what sort I of meant. vengeance. Sort of the meek. Sort uh, of the animist. Sword of the Animist is in there, but otherwise it's all of the sort of A and B um, okay. is what I was focusing on. And I don't know. I mean, it was we, we played two games, uh, so a limited scope, but it was a lot of fun to play. Um, it really helped in the second game when that Smothering Tithe came out early because then I could just do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, um, which was great. But yeah, that deck was a ton of fun. Um, and then while you guys were drafting, or while people were drafting at Chanel's house... Um, I put the finishing touches on a list for um, Sengar the Dark Baron, and I. the more I look at it, the more I'm like, I think I need more creatures in it, because there's only 21 creatures in there right now. Um, but it's essentially board white tribal, too, because whenever a creature dies, Sengar gets um, two plus one plus one counters. So um, I want to do a lot of things to give creatures minus X minus X or kill them. Hmm. So there's a lot of interesting stuff in there i don't know if it's all going to work out it might just be one giant hot mess so we'll see how that goes um but yeah that's kind of it i think up until tonight uh when we got a chance to jam some time spiral and that was that was a ton of fun so uh schnell you gave us a little bit of a recap since i since i missed it myself uh in the video why don't you uh remind the audience how we've been playing these uh four-way limited oh yes overspell like, table games <laughs> like where is he going with this um so because normally sealed events you play one-on-one -on -one and you play three to four rounds depending on your lgs's uh prize payout system uh because we can't do any of that right now um what we what we came up with as a compromise because we've been playing multiplayer vdh video dragon highlander this whole time uh the compromise was we could play as a group, but to give it that same feel, or at least not make it as skewed as everyone can beat up on one person, uh, we we stole some of the rules from, I believe the format's called Emperor, where you can only interact with the players technically adjacent to you, so that, in, for example, in the last game, uh, I was in the seating chart, imaginary that it is, was next to Nelson and Chris, so therefore could only attack them or target them or their spells. Tiege, sitting farthest away from me, we, me and him could not interact or attack each other. Um, however, if there are cards that say that affect the entire battlefield or all players, those still go off like normal, like Nelson's goddamn periphery nodes. But beyond that... Oh, that was a blast. Oh, fuck that card. Also, I think that, that card alone made the game go probably three times longer than it needed to. Well, okay. Be Christ. Because, again, you played it turn two, and then my turn two, I could have dropped a uh, Tarmogoyf and started building him up and swinging, but he would have been the first goddamn target because he was still low enough. So I had to wait, and then everyone had to wait, and then Tiege made a billion copies of the same uh, sliver. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Felden. <laughs> yeah. Felden went, I know how to deal with this. Three mana every turn till the end of the game. Well, and it's but it really slowed me down because I couldn't play anything else. Correct. Everything and else you were sitting farthest from me, was so I was too thankful. expensive. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, so yeah, that's the rules. Mini, mini, mini commander sealed format yet to be named, but. We'll, we'll we'll call it homebrew. Haha. I was just I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's homebrew <laughs> sealed. That's the name. I like that. Homebrew right. sealed. Let it be written. Let it be done. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's. Um, I don't know. You guys want to talk about the the decks you built, um, and then talk about how maybe maybe what you built and why you built it, like what you were trying to do um, with the deck, and then how you thought. Um, how you thought your deck played, but then also what you thought of the pool that you had um, of the of the six packs as well. Um, Tej, let's start with you. Okay. Um, so I built um, uh, 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 red, green, white um, slivers, kind of. It was uh, I had ten slivers of my seventeen creatures. Ten of them were slivers. Um, I went in that direction uh, when the first uh, 
pack that I opened. I should have kept these out. I'm sorry. Um, had a fungal sliver in it. Um, hold on. I'll find it. There you are. A fungus sliver. Uh, two, two for three and a green. All sliver creatures have. Whenever this creature is dealt damage, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Um... So I cracked that open, and I was like, oh, I forgot slivers were in this deck, so let's uh, let's do that, um, if I get enough. And I opened up uh, 11 slivers, I only ran 10 of them, because one of them was the green-blue one and, uh, that gave all slivers defender, and I didn't want to do that. That seemed counterintuitive. <laughs> um, so, uh, 10 slivers, and then I, I opened a really cool uh, old-framed Felden of the Third Path, uh, which, in theory, was supposed to just let me get slivers out from the graveyard that people got rid of anyway, and I'd still have a threat on the board. But it didn't turn out that way because of Nelson's stupid enchantment. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, I still think uh, uh, Felden is a great card. Um, and Agreed. I'm still glad, yes, I'm still glad that uh, it was there. Um, everything, all the other creatures were just fillers, and then everything else was just like random burn spells uh, with a couple things that pumped your creatures, you know, your standard uh, uh, destroy creatures, make my creatures bigger. Um, and a cool white enchantment with flash that gives the enchanted creature shadow, but all damage from that creature is prevented. So I was really hoping to spring that on someone, uh, and I didn't draw that card. That card would have helped me stay in the game for an extra turn or two, and I maybe could have come up with something to uh, take out Chris. Uh, but it didn't end up going that way. Um, I think my deck overall was pretty solid. Um, there was an even split among all the colors. Um, I was never really hurting for colors. Uh, and honestly, honestly, uh, uh, I mean, I guess it's not, it's not fair to keep blaming Nelson, but I feel like it would have been a different game for everybody if that one card wasn't played. Um, oh, it absolutely would have been. Now that I say that out loud, that could be said about any card in any game. Um, but this one particular game, that, that enchantment slowed everybody down and made us, uh, all our decks work, I assume, uh, 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 differently because that enchantment was out and we knew that if we didn't play smart, we would play something and it would die immediately. Um, but yeah, uh, I came in second in the game, Nelson and I, Nelson and I were just beating each other just, back and just forth. mercilessly every, every turn. <laughs> Nelson and Chris are sitting back watching. Oh god, uh, that was good. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a it was a good game. I agree. It was a long game, but it was a good game. Um but yeah, that's what I ran. Uh I enjoyed my deck. Um Yeah. Next. Uh Chanel, what about you? I was muted because I was trying to be considerate, and <laughs> I will I will chime in now. Uh, being mm. being the first one out, yeah, we'll we'll go through my pile of stuff here. Oh, so should, I was. Should, I was gonna what? say in the in the future, maybe that's the order we should go. Oh, who 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 was who was yeah, eliminated first? first? Yeah, first one out that. is the first one to talk about their deck. That's cool. That'll okay. that'll build up suspense for what the Fair. best deck in the world is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, I ran three colors, uh, red, blue, green. I forget what shard or tribe or whatever that's called, but anyway. Uh, I was... What is that? Teamer. Teamer? Okay. Yes. I have the banner for Teamer out in my garage, and I can never remember. The only one I ever remember is Mardu, but my brain's fried. Um, anyway, I was very happy with my, uh, my pools. Um, I had Bedlam Reveler, which I am glad to get a time-shifted version of that one because that card is awesome. Uh, Reiterate, Treasure Cruise, uh, where are my other rares and time-shifted? Anger of the Gods, and a Venser Shaper Savant, along with Pact of Negation. Did not see Pact of Negation. That would have been awesome. Uh, Venser showed up at a very crucial time and was just immediately countered, which blew, but oh well. Um, my deck, looking at it after I've built it now, uh, had a suspend theme to it, along with uh, filling my graveyard with crap and then benefiting from it. Like, uh, between my Tarmogoyf and my Bedlam Reveler, things in my graveyard help me a lot, 
because Bedlam Reveler gets cheaper and then has prowess and pitches my uh, pitches cards into my graveyard. So there was some fun synergy there that never really happened in game, but in theory, uh, I got a Joira's Time Bug along with uh, four other decent evasion uh, suspend creatures. So that was cool. Stuffy Doll also never saw play. But that would have been a great answer to periphery nodes because you have to hit it every time and it's indestructible. Uh, yeah, touche. Yeah, where the hell was stuffy doll? Yeah, I know, I know, I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> Meyer, Meyer Boa hung around for a while and probably did like eight points of damage to Chris by itself. Um, so I divided my deck into into creatures and I kind of went through most of my creatures. Uh, for mana fixing, because I was running three colors, I had Terramorphic Expanse, which makes me happy. Uh, Chromatic Star, Solid Pole. Paradise Plume is a little pricey, and more for... Because it's a four-drop, it's it's not the best, but I still enjoy it. Simeon Spirit Guide, was happy to see him come back. Uh, green Keeper... Or, yeah, Green Seeker and Yavamaya Dryad, because green always, always does mana fixing pretty well. And then Dreamscape Artist. I love Dreamscape Artist. I will pepper it into uh any any blue edh deck but i don't run a lot of blue i suppose but he turns any card in your hand into a blue haro and i love him i would marry him were i not a straight married man already uh <laughs> for so i had some good creatures those are my my mana fixers uh for answers so we had seal of primordium which we did not see uh, another suspend creature, the Riftwind and Cloudskate, lets me bounce. Uh, Venser and Pact both get rid of stuff. I managed to get off Anger of the Gods as a board wipe. Logic Knot I used early against Chris as a mana uh, against one of his uh, mana rocks, his Coalition Relic, and he got pissed at me for the rest of the game. Don't know why. Pongify, who doesn't love getting a free ape? And then Conflagrate. Conflagrate I was praying to see, and I did not see it. Uh, Treasure Cruise reiterate both saw play 4c did not but i did reiterate chris's 4c so i did get to you know still get the effect out of it i was very very happy with my deck nelson's periphery nodes was a huge black mark for me getting started early on because i felt like he was just going to single out all my really really good efficient creatures that get bigger later um and then chris managed to have answers for my answers so he did. He did very well in his deck construction and deck execution. Yes, he did. I I agree with you um, completely there. Yeah, I did draw a shitload of lands though, but which I had my opening hand. I think I had four or five and went, eh. I won't draw any more lands. This will be perfect. <laughs> and then every other card was a land until I had like eight, uh, almost all eighteen. Because I ran a forty-eight card deck with three colors. I, I did run a slightly larger deck, but I just took the normal 17 lands that I started with, and I threw in two extras, and I saw almost all of them. Yeah, I almost threw in an extra land and ran 41 cards, but <laughs> the spike in me said that was a bad idea. <laughs> it wouldn't have no. mattered. It would, with, I, I, I had a lot of lands all game, it's so the, that last one wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Everybody with, with actually my, did well on lands. Yeah, with my deck's amount of like card draw and discard and just propensity for cycling through, I wasn't as worried that I was watering down my deck by filling it up with a few extra cards here and there. So, and for the most part, I I was very happy with how the deck ran. Yeah, I thought you guys, I thought you guys both had uh, interesting decks. I liked them a lot. Um, and let's see. That's me. Um, I decided to go. I decided to go um, blue white because that was how I had the most evasion. So I didn't have a lot of good spot removal. Um, but we'll get into my removal package, my one card <laughs> removal package later. Yes, let's talk about your package some more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I opened up an abrupt decay, and immediately I was like, okay, well, Ooh. I like to play black green, and this is a great removal card. But I just didn't have enough support in the colors. Um, and I, I didn't like trying to force a third because I felt like I still wouldn't have had enough. Um, I also opened a Primeval Titan, so I really wanted to try to make green work. But again, I just didn't have 
what I felt I needed. So I decided to go with white blue because I had a lot of um, flyers and also a lot of shadow. Um, ended up inadvertently running a suspend theme as well, which was pretty cool because it allowed me to, um, you know, play some cards uh, out on the battlefield, but they were not immediately impacted by my uh, creature removal. <laughs> um, so what the, the, the card we're talking about um, here is, is Porphyry Nodes. So this is a white enchantment for one white mana. And at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy the creature with the least power. It can't be regenerated. If two or more creatures are tied for least power, you choose one of them. When there are no creatures on the battlefield, sacrifice Porphyry Nodes. So my thought here was there's going to be a Sliver player. Um, and they are pretty low power and toughness unless there's a sliver lord out there that's buffing them all or doing you know they're not getting they're getting counters somehow whatever it is um and i thought well this will be an interesting like it'll be it'll be interesting to see how everybody has to play around this myself included um but it's going to help if some you know um some sliver is out there giving buffs or doing something that i don't want it to do and i don't have spot removal um and on the second turn of the game teach played uh the red sliver that gives all slivers menace and i was like okay i don't like where this is going so i i I've, i uh followed him up and on the start of um i started the turn order so i guess it would have been the start of turn three i played that card um and then it was on the board until i don't know what two or three turns left in the game maybe before <laughs> chris crozen gripped it so um it was it was around for a long time and it didn't work it it did some serious work it was neat I, i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie it was kind of cool because um i had to play around it the same way everybody else did so it was like well am i gonna play anything this turn or am i gonna just sit here and not do anything <laughs> um and you know Tej had that felden out so he was able to just kind of reanimate um you know that that red sliver it was a one one and it just got popped every turn which allowed him to kind of build up a board um you know but it also made me keep some of my one ones in my hand and for instance i had one that could tap down creatures but i didn't want to play it because the second i played it Tej wouldn't make that sliver uh and then my creature would just die next turn and i i had to tap to use it so i wouldn't even have gotten a use out of it so it was it was interesting um so i also had um i, I pulled uh, an ancestral visions um or ancestral vision in my pool so that that made the deck too um i thought benelish commander would be a fun card to try uh but i did not get to see him at all in the game so he's a, a human soldier for three and a white and his power and toughness are each equal to the number of soldiers you control so i do have some soldiers in here but you suspend him for uh x where um you know x is x and white white x cannot be zero uh whenever a time counter is removed from benelish commander while it's exiled create a one one white soldier creature token so my thought was if i have a decent board i can suspend this guy for like you know four or five or six give him time create some stuff and get wider and then i can have like a you know five five or a six six or something like that um I also pulled a gemstone caverns, so that uh, went in the deck as well, just to help me um, with potential mana fixing. But um, I did have it in the first hand I drew, but I was going first, and you don't get the benefit of um, <laughs> being able to um, tap for any color if you go first. So I just shuffled it back into my hand and drew a new hand. Ah. Um, the time shifted cards I did actually put in this deck were Intangible Virtue, so uh, that gives creature tokens you control plus one plus one and vigilance. Um, and so I had the um, Sliversmith, the artifact that taps to create a 1-1 metallic sliver token. So my thought was, okay, um, I can kind of help my slivers out here uh, with this and give them vigilance without having to buff everybody else's slivers. Um, obviously, that did not work because I couldn't pump out 1-1s <laughs> or they'd die to my periphery nodes. Um and then uh, Lab Maniac was another one I had just because um, I like the creature and I had a bunch of card draw built into the deck. So I thought, well, if nothing else, I can try to draw myself out uh, while Maniac's on the board and just win that way. So um, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not going to lie. It was really fun to see. So I had a really cool fungus um, theme across my black and green cards that I pulled. But again, I just didn't feel like it was a strong enough pool um, because I was afraid of the kind of evasion other people would have. And I needed to be able to block flyers. Um, and I didn't want to try to jam three colors because I felt like blue and white together was stronger than any other three 
uh, combinations I could force. Blue and um, white is usually my go-to if I don't know what I want to do with a like a set draft or a sealed. Blue white flyers is a fantastic default to just fall into. So I I, yep. I appreciate where you're coming from with that. With just like I, eh, I don't know, go for the goods. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm the same exact way. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with uh, flyers um, in in limited. And like I said, the shadow what place did you uh, come in? was a nice touch. Uh, I came in third place. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I didn't say I was going to do good with it. Maybe a better oh. pilot could have <laughs> done something better. Yeah, there's still user error to account for. <laughs> oh god, yeah. so much user error. This is this is my deck we're talking about here. Um, yeah, no, I had a, I had a blast with it. I had an absolute blast. Um, I I've really enjoyed the um, the homebrew challenges that we've done here uh, with Caldheim and Time Spiral and uh commander legends you know it's just been a really fun way to practice um sealed construction because uh i feel like when i'm drawing from a very limited pool of cards i am not as good of a deck builder as i am when i feel more comfortable uh with a wider variety of options to choose from um i think that's i I feel comfortable and i really like uh some of the commander decks that i've come up with i feel I feel pretty confident in that, but I, I do appreciate the practice it gives me um, to, you know, build in a in a sealed, limited environment. Uh, very much looking forward to being able to draft uh, in the next couple months. But um, I have really enjoyed this sealed format that that we've been doing. It's it's a ton of fun, and I hope that even when we can play in person. Um, you know, you, just for the podcast, uh, we still find time to do it with uh, with the four of us because it's a it's a it's a blast. I really enjoy it, and I hope you guys do too. Um, that being said, it seems like we all had fun playing the set. So let's talk about the set kind of overall. Um, you know, so it's a it's a big one. Um, there's 289 cards in the in the full set, uh, and that's not counting the time shifted cards. So uh, let's talk about the actual set first and uh what do you guys think about what we're getting uh in the set do you are you are you happy with it uh is there anything that maybe you wish would have been reprinted from uh the time spiral block that didn't make the cut um what do you what do you guys think about time spiral remastered like the main set so going into it i was very very hesitant even up until up until today when i actually got a chance to open some I just, in the back of my mind, I kept going, hey, I probably have copies of every single one of these cards. They're all just reprints. I don't need to fork over the, you know, 170, 180, 200, whatever the boxes are officially going for, because there's no MSRP, who cares? Um, but once, once I had a chance to open packs for this event, every pack I opened, I I immediately went, okay, this was worth the investment. I feel like they they have a good spread of cards. The set that they picked was very, very great to play the first time around. So it's not only nostalgic, it's now, hey, I have an extra I have an extra goif. I've got another stuffy doll to play with. I've got, you know, more more good one-offs that if you are an EDH player, this set is fantastic to just get additional copies of things that are already out there for a little bit cheaper. Now, the short print run and the other stuff that I was complaining with about uh, about online uh, with you guys earlier was that um, several several stores didn't get their full orders uh, because Wizards went ahead and they do allocations. When they do allocations, they go, no, no, no. We know you ordered this many. We're only giving you this much of it. And like my allocations, I didn't even order that much of it because it is uh, like a master set. Basically, uh, I only ordered thirty six bo- or thirty six boxes of it. I received fifteen, so I got less than half of what I ordered. That and sucks. yeah, it really sucks. And looking online, that happened everywhere. Like all LGS has got. Um, you know, close to half of what they asked for, a you know portion of what they asked for, and it's it looks like it's going to be a one and done print. So if you can get your hands on some, and your LGS has some, pick some up, support them for going in on a slightly more expensive set, and buy what little bit they did manage to get. 
Um, it's it's a good fun set to play with. Sealed is great. It gives you tons of EDH stuff because these cards I think are going to go up in value because of the limited print run. And I love that they did not do collector boxes because what you get in the draft packs are going to maintain their value independently, not, oh, well I got this goif, but there's also extended art super shiny version that, you know, means nobody cares about this version anymore, and now it's an $8 card. No, it's going to retain its value much, much better because limited print run and not 16 different printings of it within the set. So, very, very happy with this remastered set, other than Wizards' distribution of it. That's fair. Um, I know one thing that jumped out at me um, was, so anybody who's listened to the show uh, for any period of time knows about some of the cards that I've been begging for reprints of, and Cabal Coffers aside, <laughs> we'll get into that one on a different episode, because I'm not fucking done with you yet, Wizards. Uh, Vesuva, Torment Remastered. <laughs> Vesuva got reprinted, which is awesome, because that was a card that really needs a reprint, um, and, and that's a land that I really like. Uh, Damnation got reprinted, which is great, because uh, it was last reprinted in, what, Masters 17 or something like that. Um, and then, obviously, they did the secret layer with all the Seb McKinnon arts. Uh, but if you didn't get in on that on that secret layer, um, Damnation was, I think it was up near, like, 40 bucks. Um, and it might slowly creep back up that way just because, like Chanel was saying, this is a limited run. Um, but I'm very glad that they, they reprinted that. Um, the packs are are reprinted, which it's always great when we can get those reprinted. Uh, Pact of Negation is just a great card. I like Summoner's Pact a lot. Um, there's just some 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 good stuff. Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth got reprinted here, which is always a good uh, reprint. Gemstone Caverns, I uh, did not have one before, but I got lucky enough to pull one out of my box, so now I have one. Um, I'm glad to see Acroma's Memorial get reprinted because I want to see the price go down uh for so i can pick one up uh for my zaxara deck and for my quende deck um i'll probably just pick up one copy and float it between the two but i'm looking right now um and it's sitting right around 24 dollars from time spiral remastered and i think when i looked last week the original printing was pushing like 50 bucks so um i will buy that you know now uh and get my hands on a copy of acroma's memorial so so that's cool too um but yeah i mean i i like um i love that dryad arbor got got reprinted i think that's another card that really needed it um i love that lotus bloom is is in the main set but i also love that it was the buy box promo in the brown frame with the old yeah. judge promo uh it looks absolutely gorgeous um i i know it gets reprinted in master sets and things like that but i i like ancestral vision as well um because it's the only functional reprint of ancestral recall we'll ever get uh so i'll take that too when i can get it coalition relic is back which is which is nice um you know wheel of fate is is uh you know a functional reprint of 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 wheel of fortune um so yeah there's some there's some good stuff in here uh, like chanel was saying too i mean there's commander staples i pulled a pongify out of the box a crozen grip return to dust um i got an extirpate um you know some some cool really cool commander cards and i love how this set specifically um obviously it works because this is the the time shifted um cards but we get white counter spells back so manatithe got reprinted i got a bunch of those i got a couple of rebuff the wickeds um which is uh white instant for one white that counters target spell that targets a permanent you control um you know people aren't always oddly looking. enough i just ordered some of those for a guy like three weeks ago and oh, i'm nice. just like wait i could wait for the new set to come out <laughs> eh, yeah. they're pretty close to the same price who cares <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to see that. Uh, I do have to I do have to raise a stink with the reprint of Miri the Curse because the new art on that is just utter bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's fucking stupid. It is really, <laughs> really bad. It uh, looks like art for a Diabolic Edict. Yep, it does. I don't know how anybody looks like looked at that. Because it looks like she's just falling out of something. Yeah. I don't know how anybody looked at that and was like, yep, that's the one, because it's, <laughs> it's terrible. She looks terrible. Um, fight me if you disagree. <laughs> 
um but yeah it's cool it's cool to get a bunch of stuff too you know i i didn't play a lot um or i wasn't playing at all actually during the original time spiral block so to get my hands on a bunch of uh slivers and stuff too that uh, i wouldn't have had otherwise is is cool if i ever decide i want to go that way um i did get a sliver legion so i now have a sliver commander if i want to run a sliver deck uh which is neat what about you teach what do you what do you think about the the main time spiral remastered set Alright, so, um, like Schnell was saying earlier, um, this set is all just reprints, um, which means I wasn't, uh, 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 jumping to buy a box of this, um, uh, and I wasn't, I didn't play when Time Spiral came out, so not a lot of these cards hold, like, nostalgic value for me, um, there are some cards in the list that I use, but there weren't any cards that, um, you know, I really felt like I needed more of, just cards that I use. Um, I was really happy uh, uh, with the new old bordered stuff. Um, a lot of those things are cool. Um, I also, one of the things that held me back too, was the the new borders, like, or the, the old border is kind of, kind of a draw here. You can get some... Uh, really cool cards in the old border that they've never been printed in before. Um, and you get some really neat ones, but you also get some clunkers. Uh, <laughs> and just my luck, I'll buy a box and open nothing but clunkers. Um, and the only card in the set that I'm going to go spend money on probably at some point, uh, if I can track it down, is a, a, a Foil Arcades. Uh, because I like I like dragons. Arcades was a deck that I wanted to build when it came out, um, but I didn't because Arcades is the defender commander, and everyone's going to want to play the defender deck because it's a brand new card. Um, so I have helped so many people build friggin' Arcades walls that I I'm just sick of seeing Arcades. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and that's something Oh, you're that, running Arcades? I can name 80 cards out of your deck <laughs> off the top of my fucking head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just didn't, I didn't jump on it, because everyone was jumping on it, and there were other things that I wanted to build, so I'll, I'll, that'll be one of the decks I, ouch, build uh, one day down the line, and uh, that day might be coming up soon, if I can find a cool foil version uh, of it in the old border with the neat little star on it. Um, that's just a cool thing to have. That's like that's that's the that's what I want out of this set. Um, anything else? I wasn't terribly excited about. That being said, uh, the packs that I opened today, I opened um, Felden, Felden for the third path, which uh, I had just put in a deck like yesterday or the day before, um, and while we were unsleeving and talking about our decks and stuff before we started recording the podcast, I took out <laughs> I, I took out old Felton and put in new old Felton. <laughs> uh, and the same thing with Past in Flames. I just put Past in Flames in a deck. Uh, cracked open uh, Past in Flames in, in Old Border. Swapped that out right away. Uh, just because it's neat to look at. I'm really happy with those that I that I opened. Um, I opened a Foil Master of the Pearl Trident, uh, which is not a card that I'm going to play anytime soon, but it's in the old border, it's foil, it's got the star on it, it's cool to have. I'm glad that I have it. Um, these old border cards just look great. They really do. Um, Nature's Claim, that's a card that I'm excited, uh, uh, got a little bit of a, a reprint for. I really like Nature's Claim. Um, and if I need more, I'll see what the uh, old border price is going for. It's probably going to be up there. Um, but that's a card that I could always use more of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it's... it's Like, they look really nice, uh, but there's nothing in the set that I desperately need except Arcades. Um, which is why I didn't buy a box. I was contemplating earlier today, after I started opening these packs uh, for our sealed, like, mmm maybe if Chanel has one, I'll pick one up. But then I talked myself out of it. Um, and plus, didn't you say they're all spoken for now already? Yeah, they're uh, all gone, I think. Now they are. Had you yeah. had you wanted one earlier today before you talked yourself out of it, you could have gotten one yet, but now they're yeah. all claimed. 
yeah, so I don't feel I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Because um, that's like, what, 170, 180, something like that? Uh, yeah, 175 plus for, U.S. Yeah. taxation. For a box of cards where I'm going to use uh, uh, very few of them, or I think uh, I checked foil arcades is like about 80 bucks and that's yeah, also check again check like, i just i just looked it up on tcg right now pre-selling for 150 bucks oh that's pre yeah pre-sale i suppose yeah um 150 plus shipping or i'm sorry 150 shipping included Ooh, hey, and hey. somebody has one for 165 yeah. and shipping is 25 cents <laughs> I thought you were going to say $25. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to keep it. I'm sure it looks that. pretty, though. It, it, it definitely oh, it looks, looks awesome. Pretty. Yeah. And that one card, the one card that I want, is still less than a box of, you know. Yeah. Chaff. So I don't like, I don't generally like the idea of dropping that much on a single card. But I'll probably do it for this one card because this is a this is a limited thing. It's being printed in a in a in a in a cool border. It's something that I would use, so I won't feel bad coughing up money that would have gone to a box where I use few of the cards uh, for this one card that I'll definitely get use out of. Well, um, and with how limited it is, and the fact that it is in the old border and it would be foil. I mean, a year from now, who knows? You know how much that card's going to be worth? Yeah. So. So. I'll yeah. keep checking it out for another like like week or two, but I don't want to I don't want to miss out on on picking that up if I can if I can grab one, um, which is why I also put my friends on it who bought boxes. Uh, and I did not get one. I failed you, my friend. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Let's see what Schnell does. Yeah, Schnell. Schnell, what do you think about the cards that are in the um, the the time shifted cards that are in the the old border? Um, anything you're happy to see here, or uh, anything you wish maybe was was added to the list? Um, honestly, I think I think they actually did a really good job of of picking a good spread of cards. Um, like for example, because I've only opened six packs at this point, uh, my my time shifted cards were all not clunkers, as as Teach would label them. Uh, Bedlam Reveler, Anger of the Gods, Treasure Cruise. So I built around three of the six I pulled. The other three were Path Path to Exile, which I'm always happy to have more copies of, Zillaport Cutthroat, which I don't need any of them, but having one in an old bordered yeah, style cool. is really cool, and I do have... I have my stupid deck for boring games, my black-white uh, aristocrats that I could probably sneak this one into, and then Tide Hollow, Tide Hollow Sculler, which I know I run in at least two decks, but I think I think the deck that it's in right, or the one of them is in right now, is in foil, and Old Border is great, but ah, uh, not not worth it if it's not foil for. Uh, I think Sphinxes runs a Tide, Tide Hollow Sculler. Just because it's an artifact creature and Shaurum is my commander, so she can bring him back. But no, I was I was happy with it. I from from what I know of the list, I think it's a good spread of cards. I think it's a lot of really iconic and good stuff across the options that they could have taken. Um, for reprints that I still want to see, Sword of the Animist probably could have snuck on that list because that one Ooh, yeah. is unnecessarily expensive because of how universal it is so kicking that one in the you know in the change bag would have been a good option for uh bringing prices down um yeah i don't really have any other like they need to reprint blah, blah, blah. like i don't get all nelson cabal coffers on it but uh <laughs> yeah sort of the animist would have been my hey throw that one in there it's a little bit too too pricey yeah, I'm. I'm glad to see uh, like Vampire Hex Mage. I just think that's a reprint that uh, comes in handy just because it's really good, like anti planeswalker tech um, oh, in yeah. any format. Uh, and that card specifically with the old border and the foil version uh, is just absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm. I'm happy with. I'm happy with the spread. Uh, I'm really happy with what I was lucky enough to get too. Um, I mean, I opened uh, the first pack. I opened from the box had a damnation as the rare uh so it was a mythic in the rare slot <laughs> and then sigil of the empty throne which uh 
it's not the greatest card ever, but it definitely has a place. Um, but then it's it's not money, but it's good. Right, exactly. It's not it's not a high value card, but it works very well, um, especially in the right decks. Uh, I got um, the third pack I opened had a thought season in it, so that was cool, especially in the old frame. Um, I opened a Kiki Jiki. I uh, mentioned the Primeval Titan and the Abrupt Decay. Um, opened Remand, Baral, Chief of Compliance, Corsair of Crufix, Bajuka Bog, Flicker Wisp. Um, prized amalgam, lab maniac, sanguine bond. I can you you guys know me. I can never have enough sanguine bonds on hand. <laughs> um, Dreadhorde Arcanist, containment priest, bloodbraid elf, the the fucking um, Phyrexian beast within. Uh, that art is just so fucking terrifying. I love it. Um, Epic experiment, crystal shard, which looks really cool in the in the brown artifact border. Um, Cloud Shredder, Sliver, Become Immense, and uh, a bunch of others. Um, the, one of the ones that I was really happy to open, just because um, I am working on a, a list for him, uh, is Slimefoot the Stowaway. So I didn't get him foiled, uh, but I got a Slimefoot the Stowaway in the old um, gold border, which I'm really excited to use uh, in my Slimefoot Aristocrats deck um, that I'm working on. So yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I I think they look great. I love that all the foils um, of the time shifted cards have that old Judge promo, um, you know, shooting star stamp on it. It just I thought that was a really cool touch, um, and the 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 gold frame. I'm glad we are seeing that again. I absolutely love the old land frame too. That that brown land frame. Um, it's really cool on Bajukabog. Um, <laughs> You know, I just I I love it all. Uh, I think it's great, and seeing newer cards too, like that Dreadhorde Arcanist uh, in red, just looks awesome. Yeah, that was a surprising reprint or time shifted reprint, honestly. That I think is seeing a lot of play still in Pioneer, uh, if I'm not wrong. I was gonna say I know and, it just got hit with a Banhammer like two weeks ago. Yeah, in certain formats, but none yeah, of the ones they, that I'm they currently... made they made uh, the, the the we're going to announce this banning announcement. Which was really funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hey because, guys, uh, because don't be Simeon mad. Spirit Guide was, We're about was to just put out more cards that we here. banned. Yep. Yep. Uh, was there anything? So obviously Dreadhorde, um, and then Simeon Spirit Guide. Was there anything else uh, in this set that was reprinted that got the ban hammer? I can't remember. Um, well, those well, are the only two. Primeval, that are out. Primeval Titans ban an EDH. That's true. It's got... been banned. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Um, and that was just yeah. a secret layer thing too. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. Got f secret secret layers so much, by the way. I, know. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if I've complained about this in the past. I have. I do it constantly. <laughs> so I totally forgot. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you guys about this, and I'll just tell you in case any of our listen- listeners are interested. Um, I know that Teej has already said he's not a huge uh, Shivam Bot fan, but uh, he that's, has. That's- Okay. Well, I was going to say. What? So he has his own podcast, Casual Magic. Um, and I didn't mean that like in a negative way. I'm just saying I know no, you've no, expressed no. before he's not like one of your favorite content he's creators. Not, yeah, not, yeah I, didn't, I didn't mean it. I don't. You made it sound more. Uh, yeah, personal. It's not a personal. Are yeah, we yeah, starting no, no, no. a podcast beef? <laughs> no, we're not starting a podcast. <laughs> I don't want to start a podcast beef with you. Um, but he had, uh, <laughs> but he had um, Blake Rasmussen on his podcast, uh, I think it was last week. And um, holy shit, did he hold his feet to the fire um, about a lot of stuff? Um, you know, the fact uh, they, re- uh, they talked about um, was it back in June when they did the mass like mea culpa of oh we got to ban invoke prejudice, which I don't know how that wasn't banned before that. <laughs> um, especially the fact that it had its gatherer number was Hitler's number. Um, you know, I mean. Oh, I, just, I don't I don't fucking understand that one. Um nobody could have just switched cards around or like stuck a filler card in there just to bump it up one. Um whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh you know, so he, he was talking to him about that and the fact that like okay, did you really need to ban some of the stuff? You know, like okay, Prodish gypsies like, you know, we gypsy is a, a a negative connotation. We don't use that word anymore, but like, you know, did crusade have to get banned? <laughs> you know, are you overreacting uh in in this regard? Uh talking to to him about the quality of of, of um, foils specifically and how shitty they've oh, been. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, just really took him to task about all of the... It was it was really good to see somebody who uh, is a pretty big voice in the community. Uh, you know, he's a Commander Rules Committee guy. Um, 
it was just it was a really really good listen so um i believe his podcast is called casual magic and you should look for the episode where he interviews blake rasmussen um i think it's like an hour and a half almost two hours long uh fantastic fantastic episode um just really really does a great job uh with his interview um of asking <laughs> well, him tough questions but not being a dick anything, about it i was gonna say more importantly did anything come from that interview did wizards address or respond or go so in any direction based well, on that i don't i don't know yet because like i said it came out last week so i don't know oh, if okay. there's going to be a broader wizards response but he did speak to some things um <laughs> they talked about um the this product isn't for you and how that's become a meme even though oh, that's not God. exactly what his his wording was and he took full blame for that and i mean it's it he you could tell he knew he was going on to get <laughs> crucified essentially yeah um you know he he's 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 the whipping boy right now um and um he took his punches he had he, he was a good interview and he said you know i mean he was very straightforward like eh, you know we're not um we're not perfect uh you know i messed up as the communications manager you know uh or senior communications manager blah 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 but there's some some interesting stuff uh that they talk about so definitely check that out um because you know secret layers is another thing that they talked about and it's funny because he at one point i rolled my eyes because they're talking about it and and blake's like yeah you know because uh shivan was talking about how like i think we've all got burnout because you just won't stop releasing anything <laughs> and he's like well you know yeah you know we might do like a secret layer like here or there and i'm like i like almost spit out my coffee i'm like you mean every other week like yeah. what do you mean like remember when secret layer was announced and it was this oh god it's a once in a you know blue moon thing and then they're releasing them you know more often than you know they release um full sets it's it's crazy yeah um I'm still it, waiting. It makes. Sorry, what teach? Oh, I was just gonna say I'm. I'm still waiting for the uh, secret layer Harry Potter announcement. Yeah. That'll well, be that'll be the first and probably only secret layer I buy. <laughs> that'll be uh, yeah, and it should come soon because Strixhaven's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be right but around. But no, the just just with the whole, it's a collectible card game. Unless you want to just specifically buy these cards, mm -hmm. you, it's no longer a collectible card game. It's a just have enough money, get what you want. We don't acknowledge the secondary market, but we are going to bypass wink, it and serve its wink, function. Wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't want it to be like I know it's always been technically a pay-to-win game, but there's always been okay. Well, I have to buy it from another person, somebody who pulled the card, somebody who bought it from somebody else who pulled the card, or I can trade it. It's always been the cards come from a lottery source, so you just have to be lucky or communicate or negotiate with somebody who was lucky and then just no just buy the ones you want specifically from us yeah don't worry about it yeah totally agree um and that is my weekly rant about how much i hate secret layers <laughs> that's uh, next week for <laughs> yeah. yeah when right. we when secret we delve layer. into my thoughts on secret layers and their <laughs> contents <laughs> um I I yeah I I opened uh, I got so I got the extra life secret layer and um, they were already curled inside the so secret layers I don't know if anybody's you know listeners have ever bought one and seen one um, but they're they're so they're sealed like in plastic wrap right and then there's like an actual plastic protector around them my my fucking extra life secret layers curled inside the plastic like wrap that they're that they're wrapped in and the plastic like hard protector that was in it that's how i mean <laughs> like they're 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 fucking they're fucking unplayable like i wanted to they use would that not be denied their curl or or the consecrated sphinx or the collected company but i can't use anything that's in that goddamn secret layer because they curl even worse than than commander legends cards if you can believe that just, i gotta I'm find a replacement you for I'm just imagining you opening your secret lair, and they have curled so much that they've ripped through their plastic prisons. <laughs> yeah. I opened the, the box cards and open themselves. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is wizards ramping it up to fucking joke boxes that do just shoot out when you open them. There you go. They've got forget, everything now. Forget the coiled up fake snake of years gone by. <laughs> now we're shooting magic cards at you. Yeah. Will you get a paper cut? We don't oh. know. <laughs> uh, I just had a great idea, yeah. too. Ooh, here we go. 
April Fools on Arena, all their Arena foils should be curled. And like your deck falls over depending on how many foils you have and where they are in the deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Just visually, they're they're popping up a little bit like 3D. Yeah. You can't read them real well. <laughs> I think you're onto something. You try to mutate a card and it keeps sliding off. If anyone at Wizards has a sense of humor, they'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They um, should also just put out a full-fledged, We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for Time Spell Remastered. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, right? We love Time Spell Remastered. Everything else blows. Yeah, um, you know why? Because it reminds us of the good old days when foils didn't fucking curl and secret layers didn't exist. That's why I love Time oh, Spiral Remastered. Those, days. <laughs> those were the those days. Those were the days. Take me back. Take me back. Uh, yeah, so um, I think, uh, you know, my throat is telling me it's a good place to wrap this up. I've been sick for like a week and a half, and uh, I don't know. You guys have anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm pissed that you missed D&D for being sick because my goddamn character died this week. Yeah, I probably could have saved you. You could have. Maybe. You were the only one that would have saved you. The only one. Uh, Everyone else in our party, my wife included, is useless. Yeah. And I can say that because she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she can probably just hear me from downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she knows her tabaxi bard isn't doing what he could. It's true. It's true. Say backseat bard. Tabaxi. She's a oh. she's a cat person bard, and she contracted lycanthropy, so she's also a were tiger cats nice. uh, cat cat person. She always lands on her feet, and she's got the craziest hearing in sight. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I, th- I didn't know if she was like a, a backseat bard, just yelling instructions <laughs> to other people. Go 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 go. I mean, backseat bard is pretty like, accurate if your character just sits in the back and only uses, like, bardic inspiration, but yeah. they, like, ag- they're passive-aggressive about it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> every, oh. time I think of, every time I think of a bard, I think of that meme where it's that little kid with a guitar just fucking screaming his head off. There's, like, one string on the guitar, and it just says something to the effect of the, the bard when the monster kills the rest of the party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's hysterical. She's got um, incredible powers of hindsight. <laughs> Shouldn't have opened that mimic chest, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, yeah. I'm too pissed off at Magic and Secret Lair. Let's just start a D&D podcast like everyone else. There you go, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll do that. Or we'll just start a we'll just start a uh, uh, side project where every week we bitch about Secret Lair. Because <laughs> I thought that's material. what this side project was. <laughs> Touche. Oh man. Well, hey, thank you guys for sitting down and talking magic and playing magic tonight too. Uh, Time Spiral is a blast. I think we all recommend it if you can get your hands on some of it, even if it's just in a, a limited you know environment, uh, or you're just looking for some packs to try and you know win the lottery. It's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening again this week. Make sure that you tell a friend, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you consume your podcasts. Check us out uh, on our social channels. You can find us, uh, just search on Facebook for Homebrew Magic. You will find our main page uh, and our community page. So join us there. Check out our YouTube channel where we do uh, post you know, uh, our finest produ- uh, produced uh, gameplay videos. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make a joke and that say... That sentence wasn't even finally produced. <laughs> well, I wanted to make a joke and say perdon't, and then I was like, well, that doesn't even make sense, so just stop. <laughs> and then I couldn't stop, and it just came out a stuttering mess. Oh, um, and that's how I'm going to wrap this shit up. That's this week. <laughs> uh, thank you all for, for listening again, uh, and until next week, don't drink and scry. Mm, so pissed you left out my day. joke about not miming your own business when you're quiet. 